And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're gonna tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with Cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheel and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo and Zach coming at you with steps and things, flapping their wings this on Birds uh, They can feel like bathing suits. What they, you know, what they... <laughs> Finish it up. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta take what them they, off. What the hell? Uh, what, what they show is, is revealing, but what they conceal is vital, right? So... <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf, Marissa Morris, Sheila Kapadia, and Mr. Bathing Suit himself, Zach Berman. Uh, how's everybody doing tonight? Sheila, what did you make of Teron Jackson's performance today? Uh, the opening never gets old. I laugh every time. It's an all-time moment from uh, from Z Berm there. So thank you for that, Z Berm. We still have it. Thank you to everyone with their recommendations for BWF Road Trip. I did make the change, Z Berm. You were right. You know, you said go go check out the alma mater. You haven't been there in a long time. So uh, sorry, Williamsport. You're out. State College is in for a night. Found a found a hotel there, and so uh, we'll go see the alma mater. And of course. The Instagram content over my what shoulder is this? Oh, this one. Okay, Your left shoulder. My, over my left shoulder. Uh, you can go ahead, pause. Once Bo starts talking, you know you can kind of just tune him out. Go to Instagram, uh, hit the follow. You can see a nice video today uh, of Nick Sirianni with the Overbrook Monarchs football team having a little catch, and it was organic. You know, sometimes those uh, PR moments are sort of set up, or someone says, uh, go do this. But I saw Sirianni, and he was going just talking to the kids. And so uh, nice nice little video there take you inside training camp. Well, Sorry, you had got... a question, Bo? I don't... Yeah, yes, no, I, I, I asked it. I asked it specifically Zach, knowing you that you were going yeah. to... I sent you up. You I sent you up. Okay. Uh, okay. So we've got, we've got plenty to talk about. We will do a little Quactus report. We're going to do a little Owl You Know at the end of the show. We'll maybe find out where Shield has the Eagles defense pegged as his story on the uh, defensive rankings is on deck. But uh, Zach, I mean, it's been it's been a long time. What was it like to finally get to watch a practice with the pads on for the first time? Did it feel like football? It did. Now, there was no tackling to the ground. It was a thud period. There were a few hits to the ground. Anthony Harris uh, treated Travis Fulgham like this was week three, right? And not uh, which, and it was like totally not, accidental, didn't you think? Yes. Like, yes. I, mean, I agree with that. I yeah, agree with like, that. Yeah, it was just like his timing was so. He good. thought that Fulgham was going to like turn a different way, I think, and he was like surprised that he turned right into him and they just collided. 
I will say this though, Anthony Harris is a is a bigger man than I I thought. You know, mm. you kind of some guys you watch on TV and you sort of think what they look like, but he's one of those. You know, I, I usually hate when people do this. Actually, when they're like, "I'll tell you what," in person, oh, I got this great observation. But I swear it's true. I saw Anthony Harris and I'm like, oh, he's a he's a bigger safety than I thought he was. Sorry, Zach. I actually. Ahead. I've, I've gotten the opposite, right? When I used to do television and then like someone would see me in an airport, they, they would say to me, you're a lot shorter than I thought. And I'm like, yeah. because you saw me sitting on a set, right? Um, so yeah, I, I actually get the opposite. Hmm. Uh, so for those of you watching on YouTube or uh, later watching on you live or later, make sure that you are uh, liking. If you want us to keep doing these, you know, scratch our back, we'll scratch yours and make sure that you're, downloading and uh, re-downloading and telling all your friends and evangelizing about the pod and uh, leaving comments on Apple Podcasts. I think it's time for S.H.I.E.L.D. to uh, call everybody to account once again on on the comments, perhaps. Yeah, you know, there's only so much I can sort of berate our listeners for. Now, I like Mm. to test those limits. Don't get me wrong. So I I shouldn't put a ceiling uh, on myself. But I feel like when I'm berating them for the Instagram stuff, I have to take a break. Oh, so reviews. But that's more me. That's not being a team player. I know. Yeah. See, Zach, this is a clear. This is a clear example. She's a me guy. Oh, and we're a, well, we're yeah, a we guys. You got to be. Oh, oh, you are. Okay. No, yeah. yeah I, I thought you were going to say you got to be a me guy. But um, yeah, you could, you could go review, uh, rate, subscribe. You know, I noticed some people by accident, I actually discovered this. Some people actually leave comments on the athletic uh, mm. app. Have you seen this? We have access to these. Every so- like every, every like couple months, I'll come across it. So I was catching up, uh, catching up on those a little bit. But yes, please do go do all that stuff that Bo mentioned. All right, so there's a full diary of today's practice on the athletic, which you can read from uh, Zach and I. But why don't we start? Why don't we start with you, Sheil? Uh, you know, this was your last day at Eagles camp before you hit the road. I think you're going to come back on the back end of the trip. But as you uh, prepare to set sail, what were your what were your thoughts on on the Eagles and Pads? Give us your your, your big takeaways in, in this Quackness report. Well, so for as much as as uh, you know, we mock and make fun of the pads on thing. It is. It is exciting. It's like an exciting oh, yeah. every summer football writer thing, where you know you you've had your break, you start camp, it start getting ramped up, but it's like the third day and not a lot's going on, and then all of a sudden, the pads come on and it's real football. Although they're not tackling uh, to the ground. So uh, my big takeaways, and I'm curious because I didn't I didn't get to read your. I purposefully did not read your practice mm. report yet so that we could get a organic yes, discussion. One of the, one of the uh, greater purposes of your life. Uh, <laughs> go here. I'll tell you what, who, who I, I saw having a uh, nice day was Travis Fulgham today mm. in the one-on-ones. Do you, I don't know if that was part of your uh, observations or not, but I was over there for the one-on-ones with the corners and the wide receivers, and he was matched up, uh, I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong with the numbers here. I thought he had four reps against Darius Slay, and three of those were catches, and one of those was a flag on Darius Slay. And like he mm. was separating, you know, uh, there was a slant where you can kind of just see him use his big body. Now, listen, uh, a slant in, in wide receiver, cornerback, <laughs> one on ones, if you're not coming down with that, that's an issue. Uh, but he also had a downfield catch uh, against Darius Slay that I thought was pretty nice and just kind of watching the way he moved. It does seem like this coaching staff 
is invested in like getting the most out of Travis Fulgham. And so I feel like it's going to be different than last year. I don't know exactly what happened last year, you know, whether that was Fulgham, whether that was the team making bad decisions, whether the front office stepped in or what, but I feel like this coaching staff is saying, Hey, let's get a clean slate with you. We saw what you did last year and let's try to maximize your ability. So uh, that was one thing that really stood out to me today. Go ahead, Zach. You were I was on the other field during that uh, session. I've actually thought that Fulgham has been sort of quiet so far. So uh, positive to hear that that he was torched and slight. Or if you want to look at it, bad news that Darius Slay was getting torched sure. by Travis yeah, Fulgham. I, what did you see, Zach? I thought Shield did a good sum a good job summarizing those one on ones, and 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 you did hit it well there, Bo. You can also have a dose of concern about Darius Slay. Although I agree with Shield, those does those are designed really for the wide receivers. That said, on the other side of the field, because because that was on the quarterback's right, on the quarterback's left, Zach McPherson mm. was having a day mm. in the yeah. one-on-ones. Now, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside uh, was not getting the separation he needed on, on one of those passes, right? Um, and Zach McPherson did a good job there. But Andre Patton's not like a, a big-time NFL receiver either. Actually, no, the J.J. Ortega-Whiteside one was Josiah Scott. Josiah Scott made a nice play on that. But there were three other plays in particular, including on Andre Patton, when uh, I believe Jonathan Gannon was was gazzing him up, mm. was, uh, was, was gazzing McPherson up. McPherson has shown up throughout camp i i i feel it he's, he's i think been especially the, best. the last two days he's really yeah. sort of turned it on go ahead he's been the best first or second year defensive player which i know is not saying much because they haven't invested a lot of high picks in defensive players uh but he's he's jumped out in that regard and then i i would also say you you look at a big picture there was i i understand why they signed steve nelson and I understand why they signed him when they did. There was that school of thought, which Howie Roseman spoke about during the spring, which was bring these guys in the camp, see what you have, and then do what you did in 2017 when you went and, and, and traded for Darby. I wonder if they did not acquire Nelson, if McPherson would have shown them enough in these first few weeks to think maybe he can start opposite Darius Slay. Well, I think there are a few things that I would – sort of play devil's advocate about um, in that line of thinking. One being, you know, it's it's extremely unlikely you're going to go through the season needing only two starting outside cornerbacks. Sure. Sure. And presumably it was it was like coming to a decision point for Steven Nelson. He wanted to be in camp somewhere. So it was either, you know, we we pay him or somebody else does. Um, and the other thing is like I have been I have been very impressed with McPherson the last couple of days. He had uh, in team drills, he had a, a really nice break. Um, and a near interception on a pass towards uh, Jamon Osbon and uh, just dropped the interception and did some push-ups. And then uh, at the end of practice, when practice is over, they do a little 10-minute uh, development period for uh, just the the young players. And he sort of forced an interception by batting the ball up into the air during seven-on-sevens that was picked off by Graylin Arnold. And he had another interception yesterday. Um, he's been really good, but we should get, just contextualize for people who are not there. I mean, he has been almost exclusively working with the third team Today, he was with the second team um, a little bit, and he's only been working on the outside, not inside. But, I mean, it's 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 definitely good news, and he's he's uh, shown up, but it's still like he's still at the bottom of the roster. It's it's a it's a long way from from saying he's ready to step in and be a, you know, a starting caliber corner. 
in the NFL from from day one. Move him up. Let, let's get a look. Isn't that what this is? Yeah, for? I think I think Put together I, a couple and days. I, and of, I'm interested uh, to see what uh, type of moves happen depth chart wise. Maybe after the first week is over, if they, if they start making some moves like. Right now, it's been Slay and Dar- and uh, Nelson with the ones. It's been Michael Jaquette and Craig James with the twos, and then McPherson and a mix of Lavert Hill and Kevon Seymour with the threes. I would expect that we'll we'll start seeing more of of McPherson with the twos, and there there are a few other spots where I'm expecting to see some movement. Potentially, Coyote Awoshika moving up to second team guy. right guard with Brandon Brooks down. Well, I think Steven- just because you hit the pronunciation, that's that's your guy. <laughs> He's good. I mean. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not willing to call it yet, but he's probably the front runner. He's probably the front runner for, for the camp crush, the bottom of the roster camp crush. So well, she'll can claim the feature when he's up at Buffalo. That's right. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Steven Nelson was matched up with Jalen Rager in those one-on-ones. And I thought Nelson really uh, handled him pretty well. We're, he was good really... in one-on-ones yesterday too. Yeah. You know, there was uh, there was definitely a period, it might have been the first or the first two days of practice, where I saw number three, Nelson, and I'm thinking this is some back end of the roster guy. Mm. Uh, you know, I forgot that Steven, you know, these numbers throw me <laughs> off. And listen, I, I, I won't say that I'm on top of my game right now. You know, it's a, what are you, a training camp for all of us. You're the national but, guy. You're not supposed uh, to be. But I'm like, oh, this this Nelson guy is pretty interesting. You know, he's feisty. He can cover a little bit. And then I'm like, oh, wait, this is like the, <laughs> the longtime NFL veteran. So I thought he definitely got the better of Rager. And I'll tell you another, uh, when we're talking back end of the roster, wide receivers, uh, Quez Watkins, I, yes. I feel like, has shown up uh, quite a bit. And not just in like one way, you know, making plays downfield, uh, separating. I almost feel like it's a situation where if they can get like the simple stuff down with him, whether it's, uh, you know, I think where to lot line up or, you know, what you're supposed to do on this play. Like the physical ability is definitely there. It seems like compared I think that's to well said with the other guys. So, uh, I thought, I thought Watkins, uh, he, he was matched up with Craig James here. I have in my notes and, yep. uh, he did a, a, uh, very good job. Uh, I think you can make a case him. that he's just athletically probably the third most talented receiver on the roster. Behind Devontae and Rager. Two first round picks. Yeah. And credit to Bo because Bo was on the Quez Watkins train before the draft. That was his That's late true. round guy to target. That's true. But I mean, we'll see how it turns out. Uh, but yeah, he's he's been he didn't practice the first few days, so he's only been been practicing for two or three days now. So uh, he has shown up the last couple of days. I was actually thinking about it, if Bo has overtaken the Kapadia curse from me. Mm, there's some I guys. Had, I had this thought. No, it's, it's not draft stuff. I mean, listen, my draft track mm. record is, is terrible for the most part, so I'm, I'm not calling you out on that. But you've a couple things in the last year I was thinking about. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. But one of them was I remember last year. I think it was when I was doing the nerd guides, and it was like the Super Bowl odds. And you were like, my big takeaway from this is that the Bucks have oh, better yeah. Super Bowl odds than the Eagles. This I year. was so wrong about the Bucks. <laughs> But then the other one was when we taped the three podcasts in a row and you just like out of nowhere started ripping Giannis, I remember. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, Am I yes, right yes. I know. Yes. At least I wasn't that alone on that. Was everybody, everybody was ripping Giannis after that game five against the Nets. I wasn't alone. Oh, no, not everybody. But- 
Not everybody. Okay, not you. I'm Go just back said and roll. I uh, But that's true. That's definitely Go true. Go back yeah, and roll the tape. That's yeah, two well, champions. That's two champions I, I poo-pooed early. Yeah, that's two champions in, uh, you know, not a, less than a year. That's pretty good. Now, I'll be writing some stories. Obviously, the, these teams that I'm visiting, their fan bases should be very scared because, you know, who, who knows what I write here and what will happen to those teams. So I'm not listening. I'm not saying maybe it's just the Kapadia curse is sort of rubbing off on mm. you out of, you know, four years uh, doing a podcast together, you're learning the ways of the Kapadi curse. Well, it's interesting you bring that up because I was talking today about, uh, I don't know if you guys, I mean, right now I'm, we can get to my lot of Dillard because I think it is like, a, it's I like want to know yeah, about that. Cause I didn't watch a, any of the TKO right now, but, uh, last year, if you remember, I mean, I was counting my lot of out, uh, like he, he, it was, it was year three and Joe Osman so was they, still beating him with the same spin moves. And it was like every one-on-one. -on -one, and I was like, this guy is never going to get it. It's over. Like, what are we doing here? And then, you know, middle of the season, I'm like his biggest fan. Um, and I think I mean, he's in, I think he's fantastic. In, but, like, it's in, a good in, reminder in that, like, our, our snapshot judgments here are uh, – that's all they are. It's part of the fun. Yeah, it's part in, of the fun. And by the way, in, in your defense, Dillard goes down. And the first guy they put in was Matt Pryor. So I, right. I don't yeah, I mean, they didn't know. Like, right. out Jordan Mailata. Yeah. I'm sorry, shit. And, and, and no, Joe Osman's like, you know, if you just judged a player by their sort of performance in like these one on ones or spin moves, I mean, you would definitely think Joe Osman is like the next uh, Khalil Mack or Von Miller or right. something. I mean, he, he's always uh, he's always performing there. So that's a lesson learned for us. But how are you supposed to know that? You know, your first glance at Joe Osman. Right. As uh, uh, Thomas says in the chat, uh, in Bo's defense, he called the Eagles yeah, O-line collapse and uh, bad record last year in the summer pod. I don't remember that, but, I mean, but I'll take it. Thank you, Thomas. Uh, yeah. yeah. Tommy boy. Cousin, no, cousin Thomas, point. thank you for joining. You see, you see, T-Shield's point. I, I always get like like flummoxed by this criticism of, oh, these these beat writers are, are giving us like like uh, what's happening at, at practice like it matters. That's why we're there, right? To watch practice. We're not there to, you know, you 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 hear they they make a big deal about what happens in in these August sessions. That's that's the reason why we're there is to watch practice and be your eyes and ears. We're never, like like we're not oh, saying who complains about that. People complain about that. Oh yes, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Oh, really? absolutely. Templar. I, I think that might be other media. You know, I remember when I was with uh, you know, when I I, I was working for Philly.com. And I, I think I started doing the running diaries or it might have been birds 24 seven, but like people, you know, people can't get enough of like exactly. training camp observations. And especially now where they can watch every press conference, they can watch every game, they can watch the coaches film. This is like the one thing that you as a reporter have access to that the readers and the fans do not. And I feel like every little observation is appreciated. Absolutely. Well said. Oh. hope so. Uh, okay, so you said you wanted to hear my lot of Dillard. So today, all uh, O line, D line, you know, that, you know, mm. just talk about that. Well, there's, there's like every players. rep that they took is is in the uh, observations, but okay. Um, also, just throughout team period, so they're they're in uh, pads today. My lot is it's his turn to work with the ones. Dillard's with the twos, and it's just like I mean, it's just a blowout every day. Mm. Um, one on ones, Mylotta was okay. Uh, he didn't. He wasn't like as dominant as as he's been throughout camp necessarily, but he was pretty good. Uh, I have to look at my notes to see who he was going up against. There were a couple reps where it was like Derek Barnett beat him on like the third move, um, some third spin move inside. But like you would, he would hope that the ball would be out by then. Uh, yeah, yeah, come on. Uh, 
Um, Dillard did. Dillard wasn't as bad in one on ones, but he was worse than Mylotta. But during teams, I mean, Mylotta, the the I think it was the first play of team drills or the second play. Mylotta's got Brandon Graham on the ground. Oh, I in, saw that. Like did in run block. A, is there like a re, is there video of this? Because it looked like. Uh, I felt like he, I, I caught like the latter end of it. Mm -hmm. And so I see like Graham on the ground, but it seemed like my was fired up. Like he just crushed him. I and think then he so. helped him up. I, I mean, it could have been, I, an, I wish it, I could see a replay of that. You know, it's, it's a, it's a massive humanity. It's a jumbled mess. It could have been, he just tripped on somebody, but it looked to me like, like he got him on the ground. It seemed um, like something I thought right. from the body language afterwards again. Right. I, yeah. And then, yeah, he, and he did lift him up. And he's he's keeping everybody in check um, throughout the live periods. Well, not live, but throughout the you know the, the full eleven on eleven drills. And then meanwhile, Dillard, I think it was the first his first uh, pass set of of one on of eleven on elevens after he has like a pretty good run block. Josh Sweat, who uh, you know as Zach tells us is is Daniil Hunter incarnate and is like the most athletic guy, but not necessarily known what for his power moves. Was. Yeah, uh, just. Just bull rushes Dillard right into the quarterback, like no power, and it's and that uh, there were a couple other times where where he uh, sort of got pushed into the quarterback. It's just like I don't I I find it I find it extremely hard to believe that anything could happen non-injury uh, related that would that would make me think that Jordan Mailata doesn't deserve to be the starting left tackle. What do you mean? What if Dillard lights it up? What if Dillard's great in the preseason? I just don't see it happening. I, I, okay. I mean, in Dillard's defense, I mean, go back and watch those '80s Giants training camps when they were trying to block Lawrence Taylor. Like that's that's <laughs> hard to do. No. All right. That's pretty good. All right, so it's still all all my lotta, no Dillard. The the gap. I mean, if I was grading it, if I was doing it like uh, head to head every day, it would be six nothing. Oh wow! Okay, I would agree with that. Now Dillard, his his finger popped up at the end. Well, his the injury, uh, which finger came an issue. His, the the injury it was it pointed towards me at the end of the day? Correct. He had that taped up as she observed right. yesterday, and I, I believe he came off at the end of practice today to get that looked at. Is that right? I didn't see that. Okay, so well, just, me just something to, something okay. to monitor here. Okay, but no, I I think Jordan Mailata has has risen to the challenge. I think that if if you even take away what happened last year, and we can all agree the way Jordan played in games is worthy of him, of it being his job to lose as opposed to his job to win. But even if you just disregard that, and you think this competition started on July 27th, Jordan's been the better player so far. Yeah. So uh, w uh, there's still a lot of time. This was the first day in pads. There are three preseason games i imagine those guys are going to get quite a few snaps in the preseason games uh but if if you're just going based on what you see when they're with the first team jordan mylot has been the better player well there's it's also like you know there's a there's an anchoring bias at play here right because dillard's a first round pick and, and my is a, a seventh round pick but like if you look at these two guys now like my is enormous and he's like super athletic. Like if you if if you just said bring a scout on right now who's who has been uh you know on a deserted island for the past five yeah, years, that's tell true. me which of these two guys is a first round pick. There's no doubt they would choose they would choose Mylotta. That's true. Mylotta looks like few people 
I mean, on earth, right. but I'm thinking like few it offensive does. linemen we've seen. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it it, uh, it certainly is true. So, all right, well, continues to be a uh, something to watch. But uh, yeah, it seems like it seems like my lot is certainly ahead. Let's see. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24/7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a... mm, real POS. You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. A comment here, uh, some curiosity about Zach's budding mustache. Zach, how are we? Uh, mustache? I, yeah. I shaved this morning. This you is, shaved this, this morning? Is, look at my Wow. Machismo, right right Zach. Oh, this is suit hero. This, no, this is probably the 8. This is an, an 8 p.m. podcast, number one. So it's been, it's, it's been a full day. How many it, showers? Might be the, it might be the lighting here. Uh, <laughs> not three showers today because I didn't wear sunscreen today. Hmm. It was it, it, so... The three showers is is when you wear sunscreen because you got to get that sunscreen off. Okay, but you kind of have to be looking for the mus- now. Once you do look for it, it is kind of funny. You can see. No, it, I'm, I'm but I didn't notice anything. I'm very impressed. That's a that's different. I mean that's yeah. some real stubble for just you one shave day. every day, Zeberm. You do, uh, right? This- I never see any scruff on you. Yeah, during the season, every day, um, every day, every other day. Like, oh, I, I I won't shave on. I don't know why we're talking about this, but I'm a t- I feel like I'm a twice <laughs> a week guy. I won't do Saturday. Yeah, I won't do Saturday, and I won't do Monday. But then, you know, I'll I'll do the days when I'm going to Novacare and have you know that kind of thing. You're going well, see, this is a this is a bald man's issue because see mm. what happens is if I'm going to shave the face, I'm not just going to shave the face. You know, you got to gotcha. do it all, and so then it becomes a production, and you know, a longer shower. I got to have a good podcast to listen to. If I don't, then it's like, ah, do I really want to be doing this for so long? So all the you know, this is a difficult life I lead. You know, this, these are real problems that, uh, others might not think about that us bald guys got to think about. Have you ever, have you ever grown a, like a full beard, Zach? I have not. Uh, Ooh. I don't know if I can, honestly. I, I mean, I'm sure I can. Well, somebody, somebody I, suggests I, in the chat, what's I, a bet we could make to get Zach to grow a beard. It feels oh, be better than the blonde like, hair. Like, yeah, if that's I, better than the blonde hair. 
if I go a few days, it feels uncomfortable. So I, I well, yeah, but I'm then once the, you get to the uh, other side of that uncomfort, then it, then it feels like a nice little cushion. <laughs> See, okay. my problem okay. is it doesn't grow in like a beard. Like it's almost like someone it's is splotchy. Doing, they're, they're doing no, no, not splotchy. It's like they're doing acupuncture to my face. Like each hair would be sticking out <laughs> and touching the walls here. It's a great if expression. I, if I just didn't shave, like I've tried this in the off season. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna maybe I just haven't let it grow in a lot. But no, it's just these prickly things that if I run into people, the I will injure them. Shield the porcupine. So I don't know. Listen, I, I'm very, as you know, I'm very interested in um, uh, all things uh, facial hair grooming, chest waxing, all these things I feel like are my favorite podcast content. If we could make that just the topic of this podcast, uh, I would be a happy man. How about if Josh Sweat gets to 10 sacks, Zach grows a beard? I'm not invested in Josh Sweat's career. Like I'm, I cover Josh Sweat, but uh, I was gonna say, uh, all right, yeah. if someone donates ten thousand dollars to charity, I'll get someone... my chest waxed in Williamsport next week. Yes. <laughs> if someone donates ten thousand dollars to charity, I will grow a beard. I will grow. A beard I mean, that's 10, a bit of a high bar. Let's lower it a little that's, bit. That's that's you know, number you know kind of money our out. listeners have. Yeah. Hmm. That's number she'll just threw out. But I, I mean, we can agree on a. I don't think we need to do this now on the first day of pads to be talking about facial mm -hmm. hair. But well, you'd be, you'd get us yourself a nice pad on the face. It'd be good there for the go. winter months, you know. Let's yeah. Uh, yeah. So we we have time to uh, work on it. Uh, interesting defensive <laughs> look I saw today. Can we crowdfund? Asks Austin. Uh, so the Eagles had like four defensive linemen, one linebacker. And then Jannard Avery, and now this might be what you were talking about before. I don't know, but I like I was kind of confused about this Jannard Avery, uh, Joker, Sam, whatever you want to call it, role. But it's like he's like a like a fifth pass rusher, you right. know? Like he, yeah. And so, uh, but there's only one other linebacker on the field at that right. time. It's like so. a, it's like you think of it as sort of like a five-one-five. Yes. Okay. So that so they that's they have shown that before. Is that they what have. you're trying well, to say? So, I mean they okay. have shown they have shown sort of every different combination of those things you could think of. Um okay. except for like just three regular linebackers. Um so yes we've seen the three down linemen, two sort of you know wing guys call it uh you know say pretend it's it's sweat and Avery one linebacker and then five defensive backs. We've seen the same thing, but with two linebackers and four defensive backs, we've seen uh, four down linemen and an Avery and a linebacker and five defensive backs. The same thing with two defensive backs. We've sort of seen every every combination um, of of those uh, things, which is it's interesting. I mean, so because of that, we have seen like Jannard Avery drop into coverage against a running back or a tight end or something like that. So. Um, Tool, tools in the toolbox, I guess. Yeah, it's it's the defensive coordinator uh, guidebook is is when you take the job, you say we're going to be multiple, right? Well, you know, we're going to be multiple. Yeah, and aggressive. I have never seen it actually look true until <laughs> yeah. until now. Jonathan Gannon like is not lying to us. They are multiple. Yeah. Like if, if if you ask me what their defense is, I would say multiple because on a given game, I I bet like depending on a matchup, you might see something totally different. Then you saw the week before, and he gave the answer last week when he said the number one defense last year, the Los Angeles Rams, uh, Brandon Staley used so many different defensive fronts. He, I, I think he said they used the most uh, different packages in the league or something of that nature. Yeah, he did. Uh, but uh, I, I, I think that would be 
Now, I don't want to say that's going to be the model because they they had different personnel, right? But I, I, I do think that Brandon Staley type of coaching is what you're getting in Jonathan Gannon and, and both are Ohio guys, young Ohio guys. Mm. And what I said, I think I've said this before, but what is a little bit interesting to me is given as much as we have seen of that position so far, it's surprising that it's going to be left to Avery Osman or Patrick Johnson, a seventh round pick. Um, and not Kerrigan? Why not Kerrigan? Well, he, we haven't seen him been, we haven't seen him used there. Uh, I, you know, it's, I, I imagine that that's a possibility. Uh, there's a possibility that Eric Wilson could be used in that way. He did a little bit of it with the Vikings last season. Um, but given how important it seems like that role is going to be, I would have thought there would have been a little bit more of an investment um, given into that position, and, and maybe there still will be. How about Mike Zimmer? Has he gone up your uh, – Oh, is he oh, like yeah. your favorite coach my in the guy. NFL right now? Big Zim, my guy, my dude. <laughs> okay. There Fantastic. Go. Speaking of which, I got to say, uh, this is not uh, this is not definitive – but you know the Eagles. You know the the team wears these uh, green bracelets if they're vaccinated. Oh, is that true? Players, yeah, the players do. I think oh. uh, I think everybody on the field, as far as as far as I know. Okay. Um, and I don't. I don't, this is it's not. If you're not wearing it, doesn't definitely mean that you're not vaccinated. But Joe Flacco giving his press conference today in the uh, mixed zone. No, no wristband on on uh, Avalon Joe. Audubon. Oh, no, oh, Audubon. No wristband. No okay. wristband. All right. So you're saying you wear a wristband if you are vaccinated. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. Well, couldn't play for Mike Zimmer then. Well, he could. I mean, all those guys are on the roster. Yeah. They have the lowest vaccination rate. Yeah. Zimmer it's has. It's crazy. Uh, he's throw, yeah, throwing he's them under the bus. These really guys read some really weird limb. stuff. It's great stuff. Yeah. And I his, should probably, uh, probably should have pulled that audio. I do sort of, uh, you know echo his uh exasperation at uh some of this and it's crazy and how 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 simple he feels like uh it should be and what people are reading and all that so he's really you know he's been like a star i feel like of training camps so yeah far. i agree nothing like, well, it's, it's, it's also a public uh, sorry health measure. nothing compels a public health measure more than an empty quarterback room right like that mm. I mean, I, I'm being facetious when I say that. I, well, I thought that was gonna get a little more of a laugh. From no, me. I mean, no, it's like the, uh, yeah, it it is sort of like football coaches. You know how how could you get them to speak like Nick Saban? You know how yeah. could you get them to speak out on this stuff? Well, it may affect winning and losing. Right. The sport you yeah, coach. The best and, ability uh, is availability. Yeah, absolutely. So. Vaccine ability. Mike Zimmer just, I mean, I he must just look at Kirk Cousins and be like. <laughs> Get me another yeah. freaking guy in here. <laughs> Absolutely. Unbelievable. It's crazy. And it's also, you know, what? it's also not just like you moron. It's like you're affecting all of us. Like we got kids, yes. you know, they're not, yeah. they don't get to be vaccinated. Ron it's, Rivera. It's a, like yeah. it pisses me off. Yeah. But better to be pissed off than pissed on. Mm. Uh, any other just writing about any other uh takeaways from you shiel any other takeaways from practice let's see here uh we got to a quest watkins we got to a mcpherson we got to a Jannard avery uh the Ertz thing is still very weird to me uh, how about that you know i mean the Ertz thing is weird and you know what though it's like he's been pretty good and he's playing a lot like he's playing a lot of snaps and team drills like they really aren't messing around with him 
I wouldn't say he's playing with a joy. Uh, no, I would not say so. <laughs> I would not say that. With a verve. You know, that it's Super like, Bowl year, he was playing with a joy. It's uh, like an exasperation. Like, yes. He's still I thought good. You guys, I thought you guys said it well on the Saturday pod when you said, like, he's he's he's, like, vacillating between being a good teammate and, like, yes. professional and, Trying. like, what – like what is going on? Here, right? doing like, you can see, you can see that push and pull. Yeah, you really can. Yeah. It's all over his face. Every time I look at him, it's all over his face. <laughs> exactly what you just described. So that continues to be weird. Uh, I was thinking the screen game. Remember what a disaster mm. the screen game was last year. Oh my god! I forget what the stats were that we were terrible. breaking out late in the season. Uh, the Colts had an outstanding screen game. Uh, last year. And so, again, that doesn't mean that the Eagles are going to have an outstanding screen game, but I do feel like you've seen some flashes of that in camp. It's certainly a part of what they're going to do. It seems like they've executed some of those nicely. And if we're if we're thinking Jalen Hurts, all right, how do we build an offense around him? We said you include him in the run game. You need those sort of second reaction plays where he's just getting out there doing something, chucking it downfield. Screen game can certainly be another kind of big aspect of that. I mean, you see some of these teams, you've seen it from the Eagles in the past where you're just like, all right, you know, once or twice a game, this is going to get them or give them a shot at a big play and they're executing it really well. And then you saw last year where it was a, just a disaster. So I meant to mention that the other day, but that's something that has certainly uh, <laughs> caught my eye here a little bit. 61 is who? Number 61. Wisniewski. No, what was was new. Now, I keep thinking, Six. by the way, you're, Zach's question, and this is the weirdest one. When I see 53, Zach. Moses Foco? Moses Foco. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe because that's when I first started sort of really, you know, watching yeah. the team closely and going out. To I, think him too. I think of him yeah. too. I think of him too. The funniest, and I think I've told Well, Rashad story. Smith, who was 53 now, sort of looks a little bit like in the jersey like Foku. So I, I can oh, see yeah, that. 61 is, is Raekwon Williams. Yes. Okay, so so uh, Joe Flacco two passes batted by Raekwon Williams. Yeah, what to give Just us the backstory on Raekwon grill. Williams? Raekwon Williams undrafted. You know, okay. I feel like this is Zebra's wheelhouse here. They'll tell me undrafted about out of Michigan State. Family uh, was okay. was a productive player at Michigan State. Uh, was um, with the practice squad last year. Got called up a few times. I I believe or. Maybe yeah, not play, a few played times, in a couple he, games. Is yes. another guy who played in games last year? Well, I mean, everybody on the roster played in oh games my last gosh. year. Gosh, all right, and and does have an an interesting backstory, but I I don't want to, you know, it's it it's more serious than okay. football, and I I I I don't want to screw it up by summarizing mm. it here. But gotcha, uh, does have an interesting backstory. Good and job he's by been, him. He's 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 uh, it's interesting in one on ones. He gets more reps than anybody. In one-on-ones, he actually he was sort of uh, stuffed a little bit during one-on-ones today by almost everybody. Um, but then he, yeah, in team drills, two two passes batted down right in right in uh, Joe's face. Good job by Raekwon. Bad job by Joe. <laughs> yeah, more more so bad job by Joe. And you know, and you know, like the pass got got batted down, and his his uh, blood pressure level didn't move an inch. It was just like it was. It was, it well, was that's, like, that's just, what it takes to win. That's like what it takes to win a Super Bowl, man. Well, right. he's, how, he, how you know what? He's played a lot of football. That's what it takes. Look, that's that. Um, that's what it takes to go into Denver and go into Foxborough <laughs> and pull out those wins. Is the is the blood pressure doesn't change, right? He throws that overtime <laughs> touchdown. The Jacoby Jones, you know the one I'm talking about. 
Yeah, of course. The, yeah. Yeah, the one oh, that yeah. Kobe does. Yeah, that only happens if 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 you are cool Joe, right? Mm. Turns down I mean, the contract extension, bets on himself, wins the Super Bowl, mm. signs the biggest contract in NFL history. That's what happens when the blood pressure doesn't go up and down. You know when you know how they have the calls to the uh, draft picks, like when they're drafting them. That's always good content. You know they tell them they were. I wish we could have a phone call of when they called him, where his agent called him and told that told him they were giving him three a raise from last year, and he was going to be making three and a half million dollars. <laughs> CTC, okay. my man. I yeah. listen. That's my motto. Good for you. Uh, Jason Huntley, another long touchdown. This is every day. And we want to hear from people. And there was a great line uh, from uh, one of, there were a bunch of youth football players in uh, in practice, watching practice today. And after that big Huntley run, one of them goes to the other. You see that? That's vision, man. You don't got that. I was impressed. And then he just starts crushing the guy, like, right there. Just yes. crushing his running back. Like you won't, you don't have that. <laughs> the coach said it, or another. No, it was like a teammate. I mean, he's busting oh, okay. balls, but it was oh, like he was gotcha. very funny. I was gotcha. very impressed with the youth football players' knowledge. Like they knew more players than I did out there. Mm. Like I, they were commentating to each other behind me, and I'm like, "How do you know who you know this guy is?" I mean, I was like a crazy fan at that a, at that age, but uh, I I even was impressed. It's a great run by Huntley. I mean, yeah, yeah it was really. Nice. I feel like every day he just runs right past me and is, you know, <laughs> leaving these de- leaving these uh, defenders in the dust. Yeah, so, and that's so an interesting Freddie, position group, uh, in in terms of how it will play out. Sorry, go ahead, Zach. Uh, no, no, I, I uh, and and to your point there, Bo. Credit to Jimmy Kemsky before camp. Jimmy Kemsky did his fifty-three man projection, and he had them keeping five running backs, and Huntley was one of them because he he mentioned wanting speed from that spot and, and, and versatility. And I'm thinking five running backs. Why would you keep five running backs? But I, I don't want to take the words out of, out of Bo's mouth. That group has impressed this summer. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, Sanders has been Sanders. Uh, Huntley's shown Another some juice. Another drop today though. What is going yeah. on with, with his hands? His hands, hands got hands like feet. I think he had the worst drop percentage of any player with this. I forget how many routes mm. in the NFL last year. Now that's objective. There were definitely some garbanzo beans throws his way, but there also were some drops. This, yeah. this guy was a fantastic receiver his rookie year. Carry uh, Johnson has been a little bit sprier of late. Um, and they also did the uh, running back pass protection drills today. And I mean, Carry Johnson is like far and away the, the best in that group. Oh, Really? Um, it's, it's not even close. Okay. Um, so he's been Austin all right. Scott I mean, even Jordan Howard, who like yeah. you know, I don't think should be here, um, has looked better than I would have expected. Uh, Bosco has been a part of the offense. Bosco's and, uh, had a, had a stone cold blitz pickup, big play today. Yeah. Where jail? Well, he's Hurt like he's he's Zach he's Hurts. just you know it's it's the classic lose slow. Like he will just put his body in the way and let you run oh. him over, but you're not getting to the quarterback. Well, Sirianni seemed to really uh, really like that because it gave Hurts that extra second to find uh, Zach Ertz, I believe it mm-hmm. was. And you what's go. your read on, on Gainwell? Yeah. You know, actually my opinion has changed a little bit on this, although he's not going to be one of my players in the next segment. I don't know that he's going to be super involved right away. What do you think? I thought going into camp, he, 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 he would be, I thought so but too. I think, 
Boston Scott's spent more time, uh, or he, I, I guess Boston Scott's done more than I expected. Uh, Huntley has has shown some. It's still so early. I, I know I keep saying that. But I, I did think Gainwell was going to show more during camp than he's shown so far. He did actually have a good run today up the middle with the threes, and he had a nice catch in uh, two-minute drills. But go ahead, Shiel. No, it feels like it would. it's going to be a more specialized role. Like you see him in doing like the orbit motion, and then they swing it to him. I think that was a play today. We talked about sort of the Texas routes he was running uh, yesterday. I could certainly see him being a part of the screen game or um, – you know, if the other team's in base, splitting out wide against the linebacker. I think those are the things they envision for him. Now, my take has been uh, on those types of things is, you know, all right, let's uh, let's see which one of you are Bill Walsh and are actually making this work rather than the idea of making it work. And then you're forcing these three or four plays a game that look terrible, that look terrible. That seems to happen more often than not. But uh, I, I think that seems to be the way they're using him more as a pass catcher. Also, Gainwell does not wear gloves, which interesting. Uh, you bring this up. Go ahead. Yeah, which is you know, growing up, I used to always love baseball players who 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 do not wear batting gloves. Mm. Um, but it's Moses Alou. Yeah, exactly. Loved it. It's it's not a look you see very a little often. urine on there, topping them up. <laughs> yes. Uh, I asked Kenny Gainwell about that today, Zach, after oh. practice, and what he was wearing say? gloves today. And uh, I asked him, what's the deal with that? You know, how do you how do you decide? And he says what he does is he goes two days off, one day on. Because he feels like it builds up. He feels like that builds up his, his hands. Wait, what? So what is he going to do in games? That's a good question. Oh, I, I, I actually, I didn't ask that follow-up, which I should have. Um, but I assume he will wear them in the games. Yeah. Like that sounds like something like my daughter would do or something. I don't know about like we're we're big it's pattern. A, well, it's family. also funny because he has like he has struggled catching punts, and I don't know how much the uh, no gloves is a part of that. But there you go. There's the answer. All Two right. off, one on. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream direct TV satellite-free. You see this? 
this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Zach, how do you feel about a George Niang? Always liked his game. Liked him when he was at Iowa State. Uh, was a decent three-point shooter. I think he was over 40% last year. Can fill the Mike Scott spot on the roster. Still, I, I, I don't think I, I don't think that move in and Andre Drummond within themselves are enough for the Sixers. But I, I trust that Daryl Morey has more up his sleeves. He knows that opportunity is not a lengthy visitor. Mm. Wow. Nice. I really and thought about what I really ahead. thought about when those ads were playing. If I just uh, shut down my computer and left, nobody would have been surprised. I thought that would have been a fantastic moment, <laughs> but like not as a joke. Like didn't sign back on. <laughs> Maybe like texted you guys. I'll talk to you later. But that's uh, it. I quit. I I couldn't bring myself to quite doing. She'll do you respect the stick to itiveness of uh, the commenter who is still asking you right now in the comments to uh, review City of God. Well, I, the more I get that, the more it makes me not want to watch. I know, but also I now he's, it's gotten to a level now where I really do. I really do appreciate the game. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, you should watch city of God then. Well, I'm not the one he's asking to watch it. All right, let's do a little uh, owl you know here, Zach. And uh, Sheil, you can play uh, sort of devil's advocate. Tell us if you think we're uh, overreacting, but we're going to talk about three players each. Who? we think uh, have changed our opinions of them over the first week of camp. Would you like me to go first? Yes, you go first. I will go first, and I will uh, I will start with sixth-round pick Marlon Tui-Pelotu. And if this is not much of... Uh, what the hell? Well, yeah, I mean, this this is not going to be a segment for you, Sheila. I don't think you're going to know it. I should have left commentary on this players. one. Yeah. Um, but I uh, entering camp, my expectation for uh, for Tui Tui Pelotu was that either he was going to make the roster or maybe be a, a an IR guy because he was injured in the spring and also came uh, with a backer injury. And he's been practicing, and he just he hasn't done much. And he's also like he's not getting many reps. Like I mentioned, like those one on one periods, Raekwon Williams is getting like five six reps, and Tui's getting one or two. Um, and I, I, he hasn't done much to move the needle for me. It's only been one week. I'm not going to count a guy out um, uh, one week into his rookie training camp. But what I, what I do think is that I, I don't expect that there's going to be a role here for him right away. Um, I think there's, you know, Ridgeway has a chance to make the team. Even a T.Y. McGill, who's 29, I think they might keep on the practice squad just as a guy they could call up if they need to. I am uh, I am no longer expecting that. Tui Pelotu will be in my in my 53. I will go with Tyree Jackson. Mm. Uh, Tyree Jackson is a converted quarterback. And I was, I don't want to say skeptical because I, I really didn't know, but I, I didn't think he would look as natural at tight end as he has. Frankly, he's looked better there, considerably better than Hakeem Butler, who, who I, I know hasn't been a full-time tight end this camp, has been with the receivers some when they were down on numbers. But I, I thought that Butler 
given the draft pedigree, given the experience at, at wide receiver, there there could be I don't want to say Darren Waller potential, but like that that type of philosophy, right? Instead, I don't want to say Tyree Jackson is Logan Thomas, but it's harder to make that conversion, I think, from quarterback to tight end than it is from receiver to tight end. And Tyree Jackson has been their third best tight end. I I I, I think he's he's well. I I I don't know if Richard Rodgers needs to show you much during training camp. Right. right? He's Richard Rodgers. He's been better than Jack Stoll at, at least as a receiver. I I, I feel like he's been. I think better. Stoll's been okay. Yeah, so uh, Stoll's been okay. Kroom has, has has been okay, but Tyree Jackson at at, at that size. Is making tough catches, making contested catches. Give me Tyree Jackson. She was laughing here. What did I'm I say just here? thinking of it. No, I'm thinking of a moment I meant to bring up earlier from today in camp. So I brought up routes on air the other day where it's just, you know, quarterbacks and uh, pass catchers. There's no defense. It's the early part of practice. They run a route, you throw it. And we were talking about how, you know, the efficient quarterbacks and kind of the good offenses. It's just, all right, every pass is a completion. It's a, it's like a warm-up drill. Basically it's like having a catch and how the Eagles, it hasn't really been like that. It's been a bit of an adventure. The balls hit the ground and there was like a corner out today to Richard Rogers, who are, I don't know if Jalen Hurts thought he had a little more juice or what, but again, picture this, the early part of practice, no defense. <laughs> Richard Rodgers lays out. For it. He lays out. I mean, he's making this like <laughs> he's making this one-handed diving catch in routes on air. I've never seen this. <laughs> he made the catch. He made the catch. The crowd's wow. like oh, nuts. <laughs> And I'm like, this isn't what this part of practice is supposed to look like. <laughs> oh, my God. He's a, he's a master a showman. Any, I've been trying know. to tell you, home run derbies, <laughs> routes on air, he's a showman. I don't know if, uh, if we were allowed to record at that time or not, but if any listener or media member was uh, in attendance for that and got that on tape, uh, please send it my way to see if it's as funny as I remember it uh, in my head. Sorry, continue. What's the URL for the Birds with Friends store? That's a good question. I think it's just tpublic.com slash birds with friends. Okay. I know I if you search one. it, if you search tpublic birds with friends, or if you go to tpublic.com and then look up birds with friends, it comes up uh, very quickly. And this is a great hoodie. Now, I would say, do you want it like fitted or do you want a little loose? If you want a little loose, you want to go a little size up, I would say, on this bad boy. And this is a light little, a little bit of shrinkage is what you're lightweight. Telling us. Well, I'm talking about the hoodie, Bo. Yeah, I understand. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Tyree Jackson, I actually didn't have it on my list because we talked about like there's a good chance this guy's going to be the training camp sensation. But you're right. He has he has over-delivered. Um, he, has been, he has been really good, like better than you would have, have expected. Um, he He's like a pretty natural uh, catcher of the ball. Joe Flacco was talking today about uh, some of the passes he's thrown him, and, and he's impressed with – you know, his wingspan, obviously, we wanted to see what he would look like with the pads on. Like, does he look like he's got any clue blocking wise that, that they'd be willing to trust him in a game? Um, I didn't I didn't get to see much of him blocking today, but he did. Uh, he was still a factor in the passing game. He's probably caught more passes in team drills than maybe anybody else um, other than like check down running backs. I haven't necessarily been as uh, blown away with him as, as everybody else. It's more that he it's it's been more. um 
that they seem to like the quarterbacks trust him. And maybe that's just because okay. Joe Flacco likes throwing to guys, uh, to tight ends, and he doesn't really care about receivers. But uh, there have been a couple of plays where where Jeez. I think his 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 uh, stuff has has flashed. The flip side is I was going to have Hakeem Butler on my list, but you brought him up, so I won't have him. But he is like I entered camp thinking he was going to be one of the young tight ends yes. who had a chance. He's got no chance. Uh, I would he, like. Uh, he's been moved you, to receiver just to fill out numbers. He's he's done exactly. nothing. If this season goes down the drain, I think you should pursue an oral history of the fade to Akeem Butler. <laughs> I mean that's unbelievable, especially yeah. yeah, like you said, when you watch camp now. Fantastic. That was the play at that time. Outstanding. On fourth down. Yeah. Uh okay. I will go with hmm. The the Hakeem Butler thing threw me off. Michael, I'm gonna, I was not I was not in LBI a few weeks back, by the way. Hmm. Go ahead. Uh just another just another sports Indian. Handsome uh, bald Indian, I presume. I, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Luke Jeriga. Another player who Shield may not have heard of, uh, oh but was boy. played 13 games last number year. Subscriber just going up the. Um, <laughs> I entered. I entered camp thinking that uh, that Jariga was uh, on the outside looking in, probably not going to make the team, especially because they had so much depth at center theoretically with Isaac Samalu and Landon Dickerson and Nate Herbig, who could all play there. But uh, Dickerson and Samalu have been hurt. I, w- I don't think we're expecting Dickerson to be able to step in and play center right away without practicing. Um, and I like, I think Jeriga's taken a little bit of a step from last year. I think he's been pretty good. He's, he's only 24. I think there's a, I think there's a good, I like what I've seen from a Jeriga. I think there's a good chance he, he ends up making this team. I think they may need an actual backup center given um, the roster construction. So do you have a guess for Dick? When, when would Landon Dickerson take a snap? Do we know? Maybe after Any the guess? first preseason game. That's okay. Yeah, so they're gonna have a. It's 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 gonna be uh, with him and McLeod, but I, I I would say him in particular. It's gonna be a. It's similar to Alshon last year. They if he doesn't practice this summer, they're going to need to make a determination. Is he going to be back within those first six weeks? Um, you don't want to be put in a situation where you're carrying a guy on the roster who's not ready to practice, who's, who's, who's not ready to play. Howie Roseman said on draft night, it's not a redshirt year, uh, but if he doesn't practice this summer, then that becomes a bit of a roster question because do you carry him or do you keep him on non-football injury? Okay. Well, and especially because like if, if he hasn't practiced all summer, are you going to be willing to put him in as the first or second guy off the bench? Like, Or would you rather keep – a, a Jeriga, make sure exactly. that you you keep his rights, and then you just wait six weeks, and then somebody else is probably going to be injured anyway. So Dickerson comes back. Exactly, and and this is a deep offensive line group. So if you keep him on the fifty three, you're ostensibly cutting someone that you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right, so Zach, over to you. I will go Jason Huntley. We spoke about him earlier, but I I will give my thirty seconds here. Uh, I was down on Jason Huntley after last season. My view was if you can't get on the you field, you killed him. If you can't if you can't get on the field on a team that played like that last year, then that's a problem. Like they were looking for anyone on offense to contribute in November and December. He was on the 53. He was there. If there was if if they thought he could play, he would have played. Uh and Deuce Staley's a really good running backs coach. Like I, I trust Deuce Staley's judgment with this stuff. I, I trust Deuce Staley's instincts. He was not getting on the field. We have seen in the past running backs who look outstanding in training camp practices, and then it, it just doesn't translate the games. 
Henry Josie was a training camp standout, if you, if you mm, recall. I wrote a nice but feature on Henry so was, Josie. So was Raheem yeah. Mostert. Yes, and he could play. Uh, but that's – and and similar to, to Mostert, speed is hard to get rid of. And Huntley mm. can accelerate. Huntley has that second gear. Uh, it's like so, the Robbie Findlay corollary, you know? What's the corollary? Well, U.S. soccer, like speed, you, okay. you, you need some it's tough to turn the yes. speed away, even if the guy's not very good. Yes. Yeah. So Huntley has, I, I've changed my opinion on, on Huntley. And mind you, I did not watch him practice last year because he was not with the team during training camp. Uh, and I admit, I did not watch New Mexico State in college. So this was a guy who. That's actually, I find that, I do find that surprising. That I did not watch New Mexico State. Yes. It feels like the kind yeah. of thing you would do. I, you know, tough conference to watch right there. Mm-hmm. So just in terms of Well, the that's time. the thing is that that's why it was a steal when they got him in the fifth round because <laughs> the rest were- of the league, for the most part, they're asleep when the West Coast is playing. But if you're a real tape grinder, you're willing to stay up. And that's how you find a gem like Jason Hulley in the fifth round. True, true. Now, now they are an independent program, I believe, now mm-hmm. in Mexico State. Um, so, but no, yeah, they were not on my radar. So, uh, so I, I did not know much about him other than fifth round pick. I read I, I read his stuff in I, I say I read his stuff. I read his profile in Dane Brugler's report. I saw some YouTube clips, but did not impress me when he was on the field, could not get on the field, did not see him in practice, of course. And he has shown me something this summer. I'm gonna go and close it out as uh, somebody who has changed my mind. I'm gonna go in prep for this. Well, I did, but I, I, uh, Kim Butler was gonna be my one, and so I have a list, and I gotta pick. That's fine. Why don't we just go with that, Zach? I'm gonna go. (laughs) I'm gonna go, Davion Taylor, um, just a little bit. Um, Not that he has done anything to super impress me, and a lot of this is just because they're willing to rotate guys through. But you know, I thought he looked, he looked pretty lost last year, and it seems like he's taken some little step forward. I think there's a, if, if, you know, if you asked me before camp, is Davion Taylor going to get on the field on defense this year? I would have said it, it's going to take some injuries probably. And now I think, uh, I think there might be some kind of role for Davion. So to balance out my three, I, I can't just go with guys who've impressed me in one direction. I need to go the other way here and I will go Andre Dillard. Um, I don't mm. want to say I fully bought into the Andre Dillard turned it around storyline, but I, I did buy into the idea that that maybe we were too hard on him after that rookie season, right? That we really didn't see enough of him. He got hurt early last summer. We never saw him really hold down the starting job. This was a guy who was uh, very highly regarded coming out of Washington State. Obviously, they traded up for him, but it was considered the best pure left tackle in that draft. And frankly speaking, it doesn't seem like it was a very good left tackle draft to begin with. Right. Cause the guys, behind Howard's him, not bad. Um, yeah. But I'm but well, like, uh, uh, Jonah Williams hasn't done much in Cincinnati. I know he's not a pure left tackle. Uh, nonetheless, I thought Dillard was going to be better so far than he's been. I am a sucker for the uh, storyline of I've read more this off season. Like I, I've really tried to exercise my mind. I do believe that, he who does not read has no advantage over he who cannot read. And so every time he gives us book recommendations, I am all for it. But I don't know how decluttered his mind is out there when he has to block Josh Wet. 
Who do you think has more saying, Zach or Jalen Hurts? Yeah, I didn't know what was happening there. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I thought, yeah, I was like lost. I was like, what is going on here? What's that? I felt like you were doing saying after saying. <laughs> You're talking about book. Like I don't know that the audience knows that Andre Dillon, or I don't know that everybody knows about the. Uh, I don't, like he mentioned some of the books he read the other day, right? I, I don't. Yes, think we one of them that is on the Why podcast. We Sleep. I have not okay. read that book yet, but what uh, was the other one? I, I, was I think my one. my my wife wants me to read Why We Sleep because mm. she does think I need to sleep more. Well, is that what it's about? Is it is it like why sleep is good for your health? I presume so, or perhaps it's a fiction book. I, yeah, I, I didn't know if it, it was yet. like a novel or if it was got like it. a. I don't get the book. sense. I think I got the sense that these are nonfiction books that he's reading. Oh, he was reading yeah. some some self help type books during. I could tell him why we need to sleep. Go ahead. <laughs> I try to tell Zach. Yeah. Yeah. And what? And there was one more, right? But the saying that Zach said. I don't have. A, I no, don't no, have no, there was another book. There was another Dillard book. Okay. Zach said, uh, he said, he who does not read has no advantage yeah. over he who cannot read. I, who has more sayings? You or Jalen Hurts? Well, I think I think Mark Twain said that, didn't he? The lamp is never full. <laughs> Sounds like a hat um, to me. Yeah, I put it. I, I, that is accurate. Yes, he who does not read has no advantage over he who cannot read. All right. Sheila, your thoughts? Uh, I would Did you like have anybody to, on your list? I would like to get that right here on one of these types of, types of hats yeah. that say, we can oh, make that a shirt podcast. Yeah. He who, he who does not listen has no advantage mm. over he who cannot listen or she for that matter. That's true. Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. Where are they? Uh, all right. Zach or shield. Uh, I know you want to leave. Do you want to give us a little preview of your defense? Uh, how, how well, you no, because I still have to write it, okay. r- write a lot of it after this. So I can't really give you a preview. <laughs> so you can just go ahead and read that uh, on The Athletic. Now, this is my last uh, time on before I depart. So again, mm. hashtag BWF road trip. What am I looking for? I am looking for content. You know, a lot. I have gotten more content recommendations, a lot of heavy stuff. You know, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can be driving through Mansfield, Pennsylvania, you know, listening to um, something about the uh, the war in Iraq. You know, that, that shit might mm. be a little too heavy for me. I understand. It might be very good. Think light. Think fun. Think Shield wants to hang out with them. It could be a, a podcast. It could be an episode. It could be a book. Now, there were some of those uh, that came through. So tomorrow, what I'm going to do is go through my entire list of recommendations, download all of these, and we'll see what I get to uh, on these drives. And of course, you can also use uh, BWF Road Trip for your recommendations. I mean, State College, uh, I don't know what's in State College anymore. I don't know where I'm supposed to go, where I'm supposed to eat. You know, can I get like a like a Penn State, you know, volleyball T-shirt at Family Clothesline? Is that still a place? Is it not a place anymore? And so uh, I need I need recommendations there. So the trip again will be from uh, from Baltimore to State College from State College to Buffalo, from Buffalo to Cleveland. Marissa's got all the recommendations for Cleveland, so you don't have to worry about that. From Cleveland to Mm, Indianapolis, Indianapolis to Pittsburgh, and then uh, Pittsburgh home. So uh, quick stuff, you know, somewhere I can stop real quick, grab a bite, grab a drink, grab a coffee, you know, anything like that would be be wonderful. So keep those coming. And uh, yeah, you guys are going to call me in. Is this yes. technically possible, Marissa, that you guys can just call me uh, during the pod? Is is that doable or no? Do we if know? we're doing it, um, if, if you're 
your phone is somewhere safe, we could probably get you on while you're driving. <laughs> I don't want to condone any. You oh, know, she'll, she'll, no. she'll she'll it would have to be an actual, like a, like an Apple CarPlay phone call, yes. not like a video thing. Okay. So yeah, we could definitely do that on Zoom for sure. Okay. We won't be able to make that one live, but we can, we can get you on for oh. sure. Okay. Well, we can see if, if yeah. you feel so inclined. You yeah. can call me anytime and uh, let me know the number because I don't answer. Famous last numbers. words. We can call you anytime. Uh, I don't, <laughs> well, I mean, I don't answer, you know, anyone who calls me, but especially if it's an unknown number. So, you know, I'll have mm. to get the number ahead of time or be expecting it. And uh, yeah, I can just, uh, can check in. Who knows? Um, maybe we can give you a call tomorrow to see uh, if we can get your thoughts on maybe explaining why Marissa knows a little bit about Cleveland. Yeah, that'd be good. Yes, make and, sure. <laughs> yes. Make sure you guys check the athletic out tomorrow. In addition to the defensive rankings. Oh yeah, no, do not read. Do not even look at the defensive. <laughs> no, rankings. No defensive please. rankings. Definitely read those. All right, click there. the defensive rankings. Yeah, click, click them. Don't read, and then you can go. <laughs> Give them a thumbs up. Uh, that will be much more interesting. All right, I'm going to be back for the Eagles Patriots joint practices. That's how I plan this bad boy. Uh, give me. Let's end with this. Give me one thing that you think will be different or an opinion that you think will have been formed or changed about this Eagles team by you guys between now and when I get back, I think it's August 15th, I believe, Z-Burm. Hmm, it's, so so yes, 12 days. The next 12 days. Wait, is and there's a preseason game in there, right? There's a Steelers game next okay. week. Okay. All right. So you're, you'll get some reps. Give me, uh, give me one opinion that will be changed or formed or maybe cemented more. It could be something you've already said, cemented more. By the time I uh, I see you guys at the Novacare Complex on August 15th. I'm going to predict, this is not quite answering your question, I'm going to predict that after the first preseason game, there is a uh, a bit of a, a groundswell for Nick Mullins to be the backup quarterback. But that like can't happen financially, I mean, really, right? I mean, you could do whatever you want. I mean, they can eat $3.5 million if they wanted to. Oh, right? my they God. Created some Why space. didn't you just listen? Yeah. <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> All right. I like that one. All right. Z-Burm, you got something? I guess I'll stay on brand. I think the mm. uh, the Josh Sweat breakout year stories mm. are going – you'll see more and more of those. I think that's right. That's practices, a good one. Maybe against the Steelers, he, he, he gets the quarterback early. I, I just think, uh, you know, when, when Shields doing his free agency top 50 next year, uh, Josh Sweat's gonna be high on that list. What twenty during years this old. year? I like yeah. bringing yeah, that yeah, out yeah, during, during the season. Year, yeah, twenty-four years old, an ascending player. Uh, yeah. If if the Eagles don't lock him up, uh, Josh Sweat's gonna get some money. Maybe a little Romeo Okwara comp there. Mm. Thirteen mil, thirteen mil a year. But who knows? I mean, if he, has a month, if he has a real big season, then uh, it could be bigger than that. I think that's a good one, and I will add to that that I think that like uh, national media types who come mm. in want to give you their little like insidery thing. That's a good one. Oh, oh though actually no one knows this guy. Yeah. They'll really be gazing him up. He is really excited about five, this five young fast Eagles, Five from Eagles camp. Watch out for uh, three. Watch out for Josh Sweat. This guy's got a motor and athleticism. Say no more. Watch out for Josh Sweat. I'll say no more. <laughs> You don't hear this name a lot, but that, yeah, yeah, that's what they give you. You don't hear this name a lot, but Sheil, uh, somebody suggests trade Flacco to the Colts, but I saw a, a report on Twitter during our ad break that uh, Philip Rivers says that he's uh, not necessarily ruling that? out. That's ruling late out. in the season. That's that's Sam Farmer from the LA Times. He's he's down in Alabama doing a story on 
Philip Rivers. And I think Philip Rivers said after the high school football season's over, he's not ruling out joining a team in December or January. That's, That's the life, man. A little bit earlier. Also, you know what else is the life? A fly back for the games, maybe some practices. You, you know? know what else is the life? Sam Farmer knowing he's going to drop that tweet and like, watch this. Uh, Sam, Sam Farmer, great guy. great guy. Very yeah. nice great guy. guy. Yeah, I like it. Oh, yeah. Guy. That's what I'm saying. He's like, yeah, yeah, right. he gets to, well, I was spending the day with Philip Rivers, and guess what, everybody? That's good adrenaline. Watch your back, Carson. It feels, good. It feels yeah. good to drop something like that. All right. You, you know, Rivers did do the thing where he had the special vehicle where he was driving the bus yes. from San Diego. So he's used to sort of this commuting lifestyle. You can figure it out. Yeah. It, and, and speaking of, of Philip Rivers, I asked Shane Steichen this the other day, but it's just like, you know, usually when you have, have a quarterback like Jalen Hurts, you're trying to find someone who has like experience working with a quarterback like Jalen Hurts, right? Um, like I, 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 I know Tyrod Taylor – uh, started a game last year and they ostensibly built an offense for him. And Justin Herbert's at- athletic, but like Shane Steichen's coaching background is basically Philip Rivers, right? Nick Sirianni right. is mostly now Andrew Luck's mobile, Jacoby Brissett's mobile, but or Jacoby Brissett, I should say. But like most of this, you know, the, the people putting together this coaching staff, Philip Rivers is the guy who who they've worked with, and like Jalen Hurts is on the other end of the spectrum in terms of what you, uh, of the type of quarterback on the field. Then uh, Phil maybe that, that well there you go that's that's the, the template the Eagles, the Eagles right? are the Eagles are seven and seven heading into the last two weeks of the season Jalen Hurts gets hurt they're they're one game back of the NFC East forget about Joe Flacco call oh, to the call Eagles Phil oh, Rivers. I didn't think about that oh, he, knows Sirianni. he knows Sirianni he knows Sirianni. let's make it happen what's his hat thing What's his what? Latin phrase? Oh, the, the, the Latin phrase. Yes. It's uh, um, e pluribus unum. Kepi, zeppi, something. I don't know. Anyway, Benny Marissa, Marissa has wanted to be done for half an hour, and I'm with she you. Looks like All right. I'll see everyone it's, later. Monk Coepe. Now I begin. Now I begin. Kind of like that. Huh. Sounds like somebody they just, that sounds like somebody you just signed uh, to like a, a contract. I don't know. I, I didn't really follow through with that. I'm sorry. I just ruined the pot an hour, 15 minutes in. That happened long ago. Never going to get that back. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. Craning Camp Day 6. We will be back tomorrow. With Eagles a lot back. to discuss. We've got a lot to discuss. We've got a lot to discuss. Because I was once the uh, camp discus champion at the uh, camp track meet. So, pretty big deal. Uh, for Zach and Sheil and Marissa, I'm Bo, and as always, we love you.